It's 14 days till Christmas. And today, Sunday, uh, we have uh, former Congressman Peter King. And to give us an update, uh, Congressman King, it's 14 days to Christmas. Already all the presidential candidates in the Republican Party are saying we're ready to go. Let's talk about it. Who do you think the, the top five candidates are? You know, John, it really shows how things have changed. Back in the days of John Kennedy or Richard Nixon, candidates didn't even announce until January of the year they were running. Now we're uh, almost two years away, or uh, less than two years away, and candidates are already out skirmishing, maneuvering. I would say the uh, among the Democrats, first of all, it seems Joe Biden is emboldened by the last election, and all the indicators are he plans on running you know, for re-election, and... Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to take him on in the primary, the way it looks right now. On the Republican side, Donald Trump, you know, I, I, I've had differences with President Trump but apart uh, lately. But apart from all of that, uh, even though he still may have the highest ratings among Republicans, I think those numbers are going down, uh, not just from the attacks from the media or not just from some, I believe, the unfair legal attacks against him, but these self-inflicted wounds of, uh, you know, during, you know, during the campaign, basically, uh, talking all about the 2020 election, how he got robbed, and instead of talking about the candidates we had today, or uh, uh, also even worse than that, attacking, you know, attacking Republicans during a time when Republicans were trying to take back the Senate, and then you uh, have you know the recent thing with Kanye West and uh, the uh, white supremacist, and then saying saying things that indicated he'd be willing to tear up the conversation, uh, the uh, Constitution. And whether he meant that or not, I don't think he did. But it's these uh, mistakes he's making. Like, I don't think he's an anti-Semite, but he meets with an anti-Semite. I don't think he wants to tear down the Constitution, but he sort of implies that he would. Uh, and uh, all this is just really hurting him. I think people that are in a, a position to move in, to fill the vacuum, could be uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh, now, he had a very impressive re-election uh, victory. Uh, he basically has the same positions as Donald Trump on you know, the key issues, but he's able to express them in a way that uh, doesn't create unnecessary liability. Uh, he's able to focus on what he's saying and not get sidetracked. How he'll stand up in a national campaign, I don't know. It's like going from off-Broadway to Broadway. You know, Can you make that difference? Rick Scott, there's rumors about him, and, uh, but he's got a senatorial race in two years. You know, he had, you know, two terms as uh, uh, governor, and he's uh, uh, right now in, in the Senate. Now, one liability he has, uh, he was chairman of the Senate Campaign Committee, so he may take some of the blame for Republicans act, actually losing a seat, not even picking one up. But again, he's shown himself to be very qualified. Speaking of Scott, the Senator Tim Scott of uh, South Carolina. Who he's is, very I good, really. He's, he, he's very good, too. Very sharp, and also... Being African-American, it could uh, enable Republicans to pick up votes in minority areas that we haven't gotten in recent years, even though we have been making a lot of progress. We can improve that progress. Then you have uh, Governor Yunkin in uh, Virginia, who scored a big upset uh, last year in uh, 2021. And uh, he really, again, shows himself able to handle hot-button issues without antagonizing people uh, and being able to express himself and he has uh, said to me, he has said to me privately that he's going to run. Well, okay. Well, then, you know, you would know. I think he could be a very strong candidate. Again, uh, it's the difference between 
running in Virginia and running nationwide. But what he's shown in Virginia, he's shown real ability. He's able to reach out, for instance, to parents of kids who uh, are angry at the way that kids are being taught in schools. Uh, he's able to uh, articulate, I think, quite a lot of voters who feel that they've been ignored over the years. He's able to reach out to them and be very inclusive because nobody in the beginning expected him to beat Terry McAuliffe in the uh, governor's race, but he did it, and he did it uh, really, you know, really convincingly. So uh, he also has to be looked at. Uh, Mike Pompeo, the uh, former Secretary of State, former Congressman. In fact, I served with uh, Mike on the Intelligence Committee. We sat next to each other. He's a very, very able, sharp guy. Uh, listen, he survived the whole four years of the Trump administration, first as head of the CIA, and then as Secretary of State. So he's shown that he can handle himself not just on a national level, but also a, uh, you know, on the, uh, the world stage. And I, I have great regard for Mike. I've known him. and uh, uh, He was number one in his class at West Point. Uh, he was a tank commander in Europe, and he was a, uh, an honor student at Harvard Law School. So you know, Mike has it all. But again, how he would do as far as campaigning around the country, we don't know. And then, of course, the former vice president, Mike Pence, who I believe you're going to be meeting with soon, John. I mean, I knew Mike when he was in the House. I worked with him when he was vice president. I knew when he was governor of Indiana. So he's, uh, again, top talent. But uh, uh, I think many of the Trump people may be against Mike because they felt he should have done more to overturn the last election. But, uh, again, very solid. He'd be an excellent president if, if he got into the Oval Office. So, again, the Republicans have a number of top candidates. And each day, I think Donald Trump's uh, numbers are going down. And most of it, as much as he's being attacked on the outside, he was from the outside. He was always able to handle that in the past. But now the self-inflicted wounds are the ones that are really weakening his position. I think it's down to those five or six. You know, they're all quality candidates. They really are. Yeah, yep. And let's go back to New York State. I mean, uh, me and you live in New York. Uh, you things, you see things making progress. We both, we both agree that Mayor Adams is trying to. Uh, Albany is is holding everything behind. What say you about New York City, New York State, uh, Long Island? Are we making any progress? Uh, certainly on Long Island, we've made a lot of progress, I think, as far as, again, all four congressional seats are Republican. Uh, the two in Nassau, both of them have uh, Democratic uh, majorities, and yet the Republican candidates won. Uh, Nassau County is almost, I think, 100,000 vote Democratic edge in Nassau County, and yet uh, uh, Lee Zeldin carried Nassau County by over 50,000 votes. We took both congressional seats, won back three state Senate seats, uh, took an assembly seat. Uh, so, no, uh, Republicans on Long Island are doing very well. And in New York City, I think one thing that's been overlooked is the progress that was made in Brooklyn, uh, in the areas involving uh, Asian voters, uh, involving Hispanic voters, uh, uh, the uh, Russian immigrant and Ukrainian immigrants. We took four seats in uh, 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 Brooklyn, I believe, and certainly uh, this was unexpected. Yeah, I have a house in Suffolk. You have a, you have a house in Nassau. How come we feel safer walking around Suffolk County or Nassau County than we do walking around uh, our city? Uh, for one thing is that the uh, progressives have not taken over in uh, Nassau or Suffolk. They never got the power that they achieved in New York. You have the New York City Council, which is so left-wing. It's just uh, really terrible what they've done. They, you know, defunded a, a billion dollars from the police. They tied the police hands. 
and then uh, also, uh, unfortunately, under Mayor de Blasio, uh, it was, again, the, you know, the, uh, the hands of the cops were tied. Now, uh, Mayor Adams is coming in, has come in now, and I think certainly in the last month, he's saying all the right things. He is a great police commissioner in Keyshawn Sewell. They're doing what has to be done. And apart even from the actual crime, uh, which some progress is being made. But again, it's tough. So long as Albany uh, doesn't change the bail reform or the discovery rules, it's going to be tough for the cops. I'm making some progress. But the key thing is Mayor Adams says that we have to uh, get the mentally ill off the streets and get them into treatment. They're not criminals. I mean, some may carry out crimes. But for the most part, these are sick individuals who are just uh, really harassing and congressmen, they can't make their own decisions, some of them. They're so sick. You know, they can't make their own decisions. And these people deserve to be taken care of. They really do. They deserve the, the care. And the people, the innocent, law-abiding citizens need protection from these people who too often get violent. I mean, they're throwing people down the subway stairs. They're throwing people onto the subway tracks. They're just uh, slashing people uh, on buses, on the sidewalks. And uh, whether it's a... Uh, a low-income neighborhood, a high-income neighborhood, middle-income neighborhood. No one in New York City really is safe. I mean, we've seen right on like 57th Street and Madison Avenue, at, you know, at high noon, people being attacked. And, and for no reason, just uh, these irrational, violent attacks. So the police, uh, my concern is that when the police do start doing what they have to do, as far as removing these people from the streets, to make sure that those in power the mayor and others stand behind the cops because there's going to be, a, I think, an onslaught of lawsuits from civil liberties people, uh, from the uh, progressive media. You're going to see people in the city council making all sorts of threats. So it's important that the cops know, the police officers know, that when they carry out what they're asked to do, that the uh, bosses are going to stand behind them. I know that Commissioner Sewell will. I have great respect and regard for her, but we have to make sure that everyone does. Well, Congressman King, thank you for coming on this Sunday morning. Let's go out and do some Christmas shopping because it's only 14 days to Christmas. You got it. Okay, John. Thank, thank you. you. We'll catch up again soon.